0: From the brains behind brains on, it's Smash Boom Best,
1: the show for people with big opinions.
0: I'm your host, Molly Bloom, and you're listening to Smash Boom Best, the show where we take two things, smash them together, and ask you to decide which one is best. Today, it's a fabled face-off between two mythical creatures, one is the height of a green bean, and the other towers over the whole magic beanstalk. It's fairies versus giants. Only one team in this magical matchup will be crowned the Smash Boom Best. It's going to be a tough call, but luckily, Carly is here to help us decide. Hi, Carly! Hello. So, Carly, I hear you made a podcast. Can you tell us about it?
1: Yes. So, sometime last year, as part of my creative writing class, I got together with a friend, Ava, and we created a podcast called Students versus Teachers. And we then were able to enter this podcast into the NPR Student Podcast Challenge.
0: Students versus teachers. So what's it about?
1: So we were thinking about podcast ideas. We eventually decided that since we both like books, we wanted to find out how teachers choose the books that they're going to have their students in the classroom read.
0: That's awesome. So do you have a favorite book? And do any of them happen to have fairies or giants in them?
1: Well, I have a million favorite books, but one of my favorites is Keeper of the Lost Cities and it doesn't have fairies or giants in it. What's it about? It's about elves and a girl who finds out that she's an elf and she has all these magical powers.
0: Elves seem fairy adjacent. So Carly, when I say fairy,
1: what comes to mind? Honestly, a small, sparkly creature that does good things for other people.
0: So what do you associate with giants?
1: Um, It makes me think of the story Jack and the Beanstalk.
0: So do you already have any opinions about which of these make-believe beans is cooler?
1: Well, I do like fairies, but I'll try to keep an open mind.
0: All right, let's meet our debaters. Here to defend Team Fairies, it's journalist Taka Zen. Hi, Taka. Hello. Thank you for being here today. So, Taka, in a single sentence, why are fairies the
2: smash boom best? It's very simple. Um, fairies make dreams come true. Period. That's a good argument. All right, here to represent
0: giants, it's comedian Katie McVeigh.
3: Hi!
0: Katie, in one sentence, why are giants cooler than fairies?
4: Giants are a metaphorical representation of the boundless energy of the human spirit, period.
0: Dreams, energy, this is going to be an excellent debate. Let's review the rules of the game. Round one is the Declaration of Greatness. Using facts, logic, and stellar storytelling, our debaters will present the most persuasive arguments for their side. After each declaration, the opposing team will have 30 seconds to rebut their opponent's statement. Then we've got the Micro Round, a creative challenge each side has prepared for in advance. Round three is the Sneak Attack. A surprise challenge debaters will respond to on the spot. And to top it all off, we've got the final six. In this round, each team will have just six words to make a closing case for their side. Our judge, Carly, will award two points in the first round, one for the best declaration of greatness and one for the best rebuttal. Then she'll award one point in each round after that, but she won't tell us who she's voted for until the end of the show. Listeners, we want you to judge too. Grab a pen and a piece of paper and mark down your points as you listen. When the episode is over, visit our website, smashboom.org, and vote for the team that you think won. Okay, everybody, you ready to get mythical?
1: Yes! Yay! Let's
0: do it! Then it's time for the Declaration of Greatness. Our debaters will present the most fascinating facts and awesome arguments in favor of their side. We flipped a coin, and Taka, you're up first. It's time for a Declaration of Greatness for fluttering, fanciful fairies.
2: When we think of fairies, so many images come to mind. There's Tinkerbell, the fairy godmother of Cinderella, the good fairies of Sleeping Beauty, Sugar Plum Fairies, Navi and the Legend of Zelda, Fern Gully, the Wings Club, Cosmo, and Wanda. But perhaps the most well-known is the Tooth Fairy. While you're fast asleep, the Tooth Fairy is on a super stealthy mission, getting that tooth. Confirmed. We've got one under the pillow. Looking like a left canine? I'm going in. Over. With slick skill and great ease, the Tooth Fairy swaps your molar for cold, hard cash. Tooth Acquired. Swapping for a crisp George Washi. Mission accomplished. A creature that mysteriously breaks into your house and gives you money? I mean, come on. Has a giant ever snuck under your pillow and given you money? Could you imagine?
5: I'm just trying to get your
2: tooth. It's so hard to pick up with my big old fingers. Yeah, a tooth giant. I didn't think so. While giants are fee-fi-fo-fumbling all over the place, fairies are making dreams come true. Just like the tooth fairy, most of these precious pixies are using their magical powers for good. There's the blue fairy who helped Pinocchio become a real boy.
5: Little puppet made of pine, wake. The gift of life is
2: thine. In Cinderella, the fairy godmother rescues the princess and gives her the ultimate makeover. She's turning pumpkins into carriages, mice to men, rags to riches. <laughs>
0: Put them together, and what have you got? Be
2: the deep of a And who could forget Tinkerbell? She's got everything the perfect messy bun, a sassy attitude, and a whole lot of magical pixie dust that can make you fly. Not to mention, she's the one saving Peter Pan and the other kids from grave danger. Not all fairies look like Tink, though. Fairies are magical mm-hmm. creatures, human sized or smaller. They're often described as spirits falling somewhere between divine beings and mortals. While we typically think of them as these teensy, dainty, and charming winged beings, fairies have range and include nymphs, sprites, elves, and goblins. There were brownies, English house fairies who helped with chores, although they were known to make mischief and rearrange your room from time to time.
4: Hey, since when did my dresser turn upside
0: down? <laughs>
2: Or take the Irish Banshee, one of the most feared fairies, described as a shrieking woman with long dark hair and red eyes. The ominous Banshee prophesies looming death. Regardless of their form, fairies are always moving the plot forward. They dominate storytelling. After all, they're called fairy tales, not giant tales. In fact, the word fairy comes from the Latin word fe, meaning fate. Fate is when something happens out of your control, the inevitable unfolding of life. And it makes perfect sense, right? Despite often being the side character, fairies are usually the ones spicing up the story. about Shakespeare's play A Midsummer Night's Dream where the fairy Puck causes all sorts of shenanigans from mixing up love potions to turning a man's head into a donkey. Puck's mischief creates hilarious chaos. (laughs) Without fairies, the play would just be a dull story about four unhappy Greek lovers. Boring! That would be the case for so many other stories. Let's revisit Cinderella. Without fairies, Old little old Cindy is still trapped with her evil stepmother washing the floors. Bummer. Peter Pan, good luck finding Neverland when Tinkerbell can't help you fly. Fairies complete the fantasy, darling. Beyond storybooks, movies, and plays, fairies are cultural icons. Take the hold of folk a.k.a. the Hidden People, a population of elusive elves believed to live throughout volcanic hills of Iceland. They're described as human-like creatures, both in looks and stature. Although they can be as small as a few centimeters, they act like humans too. They farm, row boats, and they even have sheriffs. They're even a part of various holiday customs, like the Christmas Eve tradition where Icelanders clean their homes and leave food for the Huldafolk. After snacking, the elves were even known to sneak into farmhouses and throw absolute ragers. The Holdafolk are well-respected and sometimes feared, much like Iceland's rugged landscape. The elves' lore speaks to Icelanders' profound respect for the environment, including their hidden neighbors. Whether or not you believe in the Holdafolk, or any other fairies for that matter, they give us space to stay curious and dream big from entertaining us, sparking our imaginations, or inspiring a bit of magic. One thing's for sure, giants are no match for fairies. I mean, what do they even do? Plunder villages? <coughs> Snack on humans? <sniffs> Riddle me this, what does fee-fi-fo-fum even mean?
5: Uh- no one knows what it means, but it's provocative.
2: Whatever. For all I care, giants can get bittaby boppity booped.
0: <laughs> Taka moving it forward for the versatile fairy. Carly, what stood out to you in Taka's declaration of greatness?
1: I really like how you included the traditions that have to do with fairies.
0: All right, Katie, it's time for your rebuttal. You've got 30 seconds to squash your competition, and your time starts now.
4: Won't take any time at all. A question was raised at the beginning of Taka's Declaration of Greatness, which is, why is this fairy collecting human teeth? And yet, the question was never answered. First, strike against the fairy population. Second, I can't help but notice that this declaration didn't... Uh, include some pretty controversial fairy facts that I learned in my fairy research, which is that fairies were frequently blamed for outbreaks of tuberculosis. And I
2: need you to cite your sources, honey. (laughs)
4: It's it's Wikipedia.
0: (laughs) (sighs) I think you had more to say, Katie.
4: I always do. (laughs)
0: Well, now it's your turn. We want to know why giants deserve to be crowned the Smash Boom Best.
4: Giants are the most important mythological creature there is. Don't believe me? Okay. Imagine a world without them. Let's check on Jack and his beanstalk. Well, I've climbed this beanstalk. Let's see what's up here. And nothing. There's absolutely nothing here. Okay, well, back then I go, I guess. Harry Potter?
5: Hello, Addy. It's me, Agrid, with your invitation to Hogwarts.
4: Was someone here? Guess not. Well, I suppose I'll never go to magic school, which I don't even know about now. And don't forget football.
2: Quarterback Daniel Jones is running down the field,
5: and it'll be another point for... Um,
4: what's this team called? Giants are important. In fact, in many cultures, giants feature heavily in stories about the beginning of the world. And what could be more important than that? For example, in Micronesia, there's a story about a giant named Rigi, who is tasked with lifting the sky off the earth. They're paying me enough for this. It was so hard that right after he did it, he died, his body came apart, his torso and his head became the Milky Way, and his legs became all the worms in the world. Yeesh. You also have Atlas in Greek mythology. After being on the losing side in a war of the gods, he was sentenced to hold up the entire world on his shoulders for eternity.
5: Okay, Atlas. You hold up the world forever. No vacation? Hmm. Good point. One vacation. One? See ya. Oh, Oh, man...
4: And in Chinese mythology, Pangu grew six feet a day as he carved the world. And after his toil, his body became the universe. Giants help us tell big stories. They also represent the big parts of humanity. Whether we're talking about humanity's love of big laughs or big scares, there's a giant for all of it. Take Babalikon, for example. He's a Spanish ogre whose name translates to silly idiot. He was a terrifying giant who was always hungry and incredibly easy to fool.
3: Here I come to eat you scary.
4: Hey, look over there.
3: Where? Oh, man, another meal lost.
4: giants are funny and easy to fool some are just scary. In the 1830s parents used giants like the red legged scissor man to scare their kids into behaving it was said that this guy would cut off your thumb if you sucked it Ah! being a kid in 1830 does not sound fun but don't blame giants for that. Giants are capable of change. The demonic Japanese giant Kojin was a huge female ogre with thousands of arms who used to crush kids. But after a good talking to, she began to protect them instead. Come to Kyojin! I want to crush you! Into a hug! Um, thank you? Ha! See? Whatever the story, giants are out there bringing humanity's huge imagination to life. They also teach big lessons, like don't get too big for your britches. Remember the story of David and Goliath? In the traditional story, tiny David defeats giant Goliath with a single stone, all because Goliath is so confident he'll win.
5: You'll never beat me. I'm huge, and you're tiny.
4: Let's see about that, Goliath. (sighs) David hits Goliath with a rock right between the eyes, knocks him down, and teaches him a lesson that just because he's big doesn't mean he's always going to be a winner. Finally, giants remind us of the majesty of the natural world. For example, in Ireland, there's a formation of huge volcanic rock, enormous gray columns, thrust out of the ground. The tallest one is 39 feet tall, which is like stacking three elephants on top of one another. Really wild stuff. And what do people call that formation? The Giant's Causeway. Ancient Irish people thought that the rocks must have been part of a huge road built for giants. The world can be a confusing and rather large place, and giants help us make sense of that. What is a mountain if not a giant's bed? Who built the world if not some being much, much larger than ourselves? Giants are important. I mean, after all, they're giant.
0: Katie, with a massively marvelous argument for Giants. Carly, I'm wondering what stood out to you about Katie's argument.
1: I really like how you included that Giants can change, because I think sometimes Giants get a really bad rap. Okay.
0: Taka, I'm sure you have some thoughts to share. It's time for your 30-second rebuttal. Any gargantuan gaps in Team Giants' declaration? And your time starts now.
2: Yeah, I just love how you left out how they're human eaters. Like, you can't even be friends with giants because they might eat you. Like, you just chilling and all of a sudden, ah, ha, ha, I got your nose. Oh, it's a little chewy. Hand me a little something better. Like, imagine you playing mini golf one day and all of a sudden you're chicken wing. You know, like, it just doesn't, it doesn't really, it doesn't really go. Like, you know, fairies are a sidekick. Like, they're there to help you, to make your dreams come true, to, like, make sure you're cute. Giants just want to have you for breakfast and lunch and dinner And time Sorry I like
4: to live on the edge, Taco (laughs) (laughs) Like a little danger with my friendships
0: Okay, Carly It's time to award your first two points One for the best declaration The other for the most robust rebuttal You get to decide who had a stronger argument Did one team wow you with facts? Did the other make you laugh more? Who told the coolest stories? The criteria is up to you Make a decision, but don't tell us which side you're going for. So that's one point for whoever had the best declaration of greatness and one point for whoever had the best rebuttal. Have you awarded your points?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Excellent. Katie and Taka, how are you feeling so far?
4: Confidence of a 12-foot man.
0: (laughs) Taka, how are you feeling? I feel amazing. I feel like Tinkerbell. Wonderful. Ready to fly. All right, it's time for a quick break. Wiggle your wings, snack on a civilian, whatever you need to do.
1: And we'll be right back with more Smash Boom Fest.
5: You're watching State of Debate, home to rage and rhetoric and awe-inspiring argumentation. I'm your host, Todd Douglas, here with the cat to my hat, the porky to my pine, the milk to my cereal, Taylor Lincoln. Hey, Todd. Thanks
3: for the introduction.
5: I don't have the words to describe all of your awesomeness. Not only are you an awesome friend, you also just won. Tell them. Tell them.
3: Okay. I just won my 10,000th debate.
5: It was incredible. Taylor dodged fallacies. She had the audience in tears, burned down the straw man arguments.
3: Well, I learned from best, Todd. And we've been training so hard because we have some big news. Do you want to tell them? You sure? Y'all, Todd and I have entered the Grandmaster Debate Cup, and we're going to find out if we got in any day now.
5: Yeah, I am so nervous. I've been wearing this red shirt for six days. What? Yeah, all the great debaters that ever got into this competition have been spotted wearing red shirts. I figure I have to get in if I wear this amazing red polo.
3: Todd, you know better than that. That's the correlation without causation fallacy. It's when two things seem connected but have no effect on each other. Like saying it always rains after you drink Kool-Aid or there'll be more winter if the groundhog sees its shadow.
5: All the past winners wore red shirts.
3: It may seem like that, but getting into the competition is based on your skill. The shirts are just a coincidence.
5: Gotcha! You passed my pop quiz. She shoots, she scores, she catches another fallacy in the wild. You're such a great debater, Taylor.
3: (laughs) Yeah, oh, classic Todd. Always finding creative ways to help me sharpen my debate skills. You're the hot to my sauce.
5: Thanks, Taylor. I'm so glad we're doing this together. That's the mail carrier. Will you answer? I'm too nervous. She might have news about the debate cup.
3: Sure thing. Hey, no matter what happens, good luck. You too. And we'll catch you later, debate heads.
5: When we're both on our way to the Grand Master Debate Cup. Don't jinx yourself,
3: Todd. E- on Stay State Up of Debate. Best. Boom. Smash. Smash Smash. Yes.
0: You're listening to Smash Boom Best. I'm your host, Molly Bloom. And
1: I'm your judge, Carly.
0: One of my favorite things about this show is all the amazing debate ideas we get from listeners like you. Check out this awesome debate suggestion from Ellie in Dallas, Texas.
1: My debate idea is ketchup versus mustard.
0: We'll check back with Ellie at the end of this episode to see which condiment she thinks is the coolest.
1: And now it's back to our debate of the day. Fairies versus giants.
0: That's right. And it's time for round two, the
1: micro round.
0: Okay, Katie and Taka, we are calling this micro-round the dating game. For this challenge, you responded to the question, what's your idea of the perfect first date? Convince us you're the one. Taka went first last time, so Katie, you're up. Woo us with some giant date ideas.
4: Hi, I'm Gertie the Giant. Nice to meet you. Personally, I think a giant is definitely who you want to date. I can think of a huge range of options for our night on the town. Speaking of ranges, my first date idea is to go to Hawaii. Oh, you live across the country from Hawaii? No problem. I can step across the continental United States in approximately four strides. Plus, I don't charge baggage fees. (laughs) After that, I'd take you to my Hawaiian hideaway. I'd use my volcano slash stove to cook you up a giant pot of spaghetti. And then we could spend some time in a pool. I don't have a pool right now, but I'm a giant, so it'd be pretty easy to make one. I'd just hit the ground really hard with my fist and boom! In ground pool, ready to be filled with chlorinated water. And if you need help reaching anything on a high shelf, I'm your girl. So yeah, you should go on a date with me, Gertie the Giant. Life is too short not to have a big romance.
0: (laughs) That sounds like an amazing time with Gertie the Giant. All right, Taka, we are ready to be dazzled. Tell us about your fairy favorite ideas for a first date.
2: I may only be six inches tall. Okay, five and three quarters. But this pixie packs a punch. Despite these wings, I'm very grounded. I'm not expecting anything with too many frills, you know. Just give me a botanical garden, behind a tropical waterfall, next to a sycamore tree, you know, just keep it casual. We can skip over lily pads while chasing the sunset (coughs) on a yacht. I've heard those palm leaf ones are to die for. I just want an excuse to serve a look. Category is cottagecore realness. I've got my best flowing print dress, body glitter galore, and I'm ready to stomp in my pedal platform. We can share a candle at dinner, eat soup out of acorns, and stare longingly into each other's eyes as we split a single raspberry for dessert. And when dinner's over, I know the perfect spot to wind down. Off the Florida Keys, there's a place called Kokomo. That's where we want to go to get away from it all. We'll be falling in love to the rhythm of a still drum band down in Kokomo. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I
1: want to take you to Bermuda.
0: That ferry got carried away. Okay, Carly, what stood out to you in our debaters micro rounds?
1: I really liked the Giants point that you can go many places in a very short amount of time.
0: Excellent. What about the fairies date? What sounded appealing there?
1: I liked how it was just kind of casual, like soft nature scenes and seemed very calming and relaxing.
0: Excellent. Well, it's time to award a point. Again, the criteria is up to you. Don't tell us who you're voting for. Have you decided? Yes. Awesome. Then it's time for our third round, the super stealthy
1: (laughs) sneak attack.
0: I hope you're feeling thrifty, Taka and Katie, because today's sneak attack is rummage sale. We want you to pretend that your side is hosting a garage sale and looking to sell some old belongings. Describe two marvelous items in detail and sell them to us. Why are you getting rid of them? What makes them totally worth it? What price do you want us to pay? Sound good? Sounds great. Okay, I'm ready. We'll give you a few minutes to come up with your sales pitches. While you work, we'll listen to some melodious hold music. Fairies
5: dance through the night Filled with mischief and delight Casting spells with their magic wand Person's big. Well, she's a giant and she's wearing a wig. She may look scary, but she wants to be your friend.
0: Okay, Taka, you're up first. Tell us about your prized pixie possessions.
2: Okay, well, I have the cutest little pair of wings. (laughs) Nothing is wrong with them. I just outgrew them. I grew about 2.6 centimeters. (laughs) Yes, I did. And the little wings that I have are just a little too small, but they still work perfectly fine. You can, like, attach them to something and, like, carry little items around like Matilda. You know, put the wings on like a spoon and then mm-hmm. have the spoon fly over into your mouth. Clever. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, you want some wings. And I have the entire bag of pixie dust about the size of your Ooh. nail. Right? Right. I know, but it's pixie dust, so it never ends. So you can, like, rub it around. You can turn it into shea butter. You can turn it into glitter. Like, (laughs) who needs body glitter when you have pixie dust? Add a little dust in your hair, you know, shine it up a little bit, right, right? All the great things that pixie dust does. So glad we stumbled across this tiny little
0: fairy rummage sale. Okay, Katie, you're up next. What's the lowdown on your ginormous
1: goods?
4: Absolutely, I am here holding Probably the largest yard sale in America today. (laughs) Does the yard sale only have two items? Absolutely. We got a Reebok (laughs) sneaker. The bidding will start at $5. It was once fit for a stylish but practical giant, but it is now fit to be the home of any fairy tale woman with 12 children. Old McDonald's, I think I heard you say you had an old woman who needed a new shoe. Maybe this shoe could be hers. Again, We are starting the bidding at $5. Another one of our $5 items at this two-item yard sale is one champion sweatshirt. Now, not only are you going to look stylish, like a champion, in the sweatshirt, but it is also the latest innovation in green housing. You have heard of thermal curtains. Well, what about just encasing your home in one sweatshirt? Have you thought about that? It's lead certified gold. All right. the Each item is $5. I start the bidding now. <laughs>
0: that, that giant loved athletic wear, but doesn't need it anymore. All right, Carly, think about which storybook sale impressed you the most and give that team a point. Again, Criteria, totally up to you. Which items would you like to buy? Which were more creative? Which made you giggle? Have you made your decision?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Okay, great. It's time for our very last round. The final six. Katie, you've got just six words to make a final impression on Carly here. Let's hear them.
4: Giants. Metaphorical. Metaphorical. World builders and
0: Nightmares Oh, that took a little turn I enjoyed it. Okay, Taka
2: Your turn. What is your Final six? Giants are big Functified fairies fly Ooh! This
0: is a tough decision. Carly, we've had quite the adventure today, teeming with tails both big and small. But before we close the book on this debate, it's time to award our final point and crown one of these abnormally sized creatures the smash boom best. Carly, have you made your final decision?
1: Yes, I have decided.
0: All right. Tally up those points. Drum roll, please. And the winner is... (laughs) (laughs) Yay!
4: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I want to give a giant-sized
1: reaction. Great, great choice. It was really close. Um, I chose fairies by one point, and I thought both sides presented a good argument. Oh. Uh-huh.
2: Katie, I think you did a fantabulous job. You low-key made me like giants a little bit.
4: <laughs> wow. That is a huge compliment from a woman with such small uh, creatures in her back pocket. <laughs> Taka, I have to say, probably the funniest declaration of greatness I've heard in in many a year. You made my fairy tales come true in terms of I was uh, laughing ever after. (laughs) Additionally, I I have to say, uh, you really got the vibe of the fairy across in a way that made me think maybe I would hang out with a fairy instead of avoiding them at a
2: party. (laughs) So, congratulations. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I think we should be friends. Fairy friends. I would love that.
0: I love a heartwarming fairy tale ending. Well, that's it for today's debate battle. Carly crowned fairies the Smash Boom Best, but what about you?
1: Head to smashboom.org and vote to tell us who you think should win.
0: Smash Boom Best is brought to you by Brains On and American Public Media. It's produced by
2: Rosie DuPont, Sandin Totten, Ruby Guthrie, and Molly Bloom.
0: We had
4: engineering help from Johnny Vince Evans, Veronica Rodriguez, and Chris Bagley.
2: And we had production help from Christina Lopez, Mark Sanchez, and Mainico Wilhelm. Rosie
0: DuPont is the voice of our hold music, and our announcer is Marley Foyerworker-Auto. We want to give a special thanks to Song Dorji, Jack Silvernagle, Sierra Larson, and Naomi Cowan. Katie, is there anyone you want to thank today?
4: Yes, I would like to thank the Los Angeles Public Library for providing me with books on Giants that I could read. And I would also like to thank both San Francisco and New York State for
0: having uh, athletic teams named after Giants. (laughs)
2: And how about you, Taka? Any special shout-outs? I would like to thank my mama for actually making me fairy sized. I'm a very tiny person (laughs) with big energy. So I think that's what pulled through the win for today. And Carly, do you want to give any special thanks?
1: Yes, I would like to thank my mom too. And my friend Ava.
0: Awesome. And before we go, let's hear who Ellie thinks should win in her ketchup versus mustard debate.
1: I think that ketchup would win because... I personally put it on more things than I do mustard. And ketchup features a delicious food, tomatoes.
0: Do you have an idea for a knockdown drag out debate? Head to smashboom.org and tell us about it. We'll be back with a new debate battle next week.
1: Goodbye. Catch you later.
4: refuse for an unaccompanied minor on a plane <laughs>
5: so the, you know the world's my oyster <laughs>